Hey everybody, uh, just popping into the beginning of the episode to let you guys know that a friend of ours, a G1, a, an all-around good person, Abe, aka at one more level, is going through a very tough time right now. He currently has a small cell lung cancer and it's been getting uh, worse. So we're right now there's a GoFundMe to take care of his increasing expenses and a hotel gas and everything for his family so that way they're able to be with him as he goes through the the treatments um if you wouldn't mind please consider donating and or sharing um any little bit helps and i figured that I would give out the, an actual, I would amplify it so that way more people can hear about it. Um, consider going to bit.ly slash 2QNZIZ7. And if you can donate, any little bit helps. If not, please share it and get this. We want to make sure that our friend gets the help that he needs and that we take care of our family again the link is bit.ly slash 2qnziz7 and if the link doesn't work please i will be putting it in the show notes so thank you again and sit back relax enjoy this new episode of the grab a sticks podcast What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Grab Six Podcast. Uh, damn, what episode is this? 13? 14? Something like that? I think 13. Well, if it's 13, it's 13. If if not, I'll adjust it at the end. Uh, my name's Joe Wilson, uh, and today I'm joined by Floyd Bishop. Floyd, how you doing today, bud? Pretty good. Good. Uh, we're still in that uh, pre-E3 season for, like, all the big developers and stuff. Um. Yeah. I th- I think people are like starting to like roll up because I know that a few companies are like, hey, we're gonna be at E three, which is gonna be virtual this year. Um, track. Um, I forget who said that. I I want to say Square, but it was not Square. It was somebody else from uh, might have been Konami actually. Yeah, Konami said that they're not gonna be at E three. Yeah, they were like, we're not gonna be at E three, but all our stuff is like on track, so like, don't worry about that. So. Um, but the more interesting Nintendo is going to be back. Yeah. Yeah. Which should be pretty interesting because Nintendo, uh, left to do like their virtual, like treehouse stuff. 
um, which kind of like went in parallel with E3 for like the larger ones. Mm-hmm. Um, and then earlier they had the live stream that was the first direct in like a year, I think. Yeah. Um, which covered like the first half of 2021. Um, even though there were announcements for stuff that's not coming out this year, which was weird looking at you Splatoon 3, even though like it's a it's a cool game, but like everybody was kind of caught off guard by that when Nintendo's yeah. like, hey, it's coming out the first half. And then this game is coming out next year sometime. Uh yeah. but don't forget we are getting the uh brilliant diamond and well, is it Diamond and Pearl remakes? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's like a brilliant diamond. Uh, I want to say shining pearl. I don't remember, but yeah, the diamond and pearl remakes are coming out later this um, year, and then we're getting uh, the Legends series starting mm-hmm. next year too. So yeah, I am curious as to what Nintendo, what else Nintendo's doing, because like, mm-hmm. do we get an update on yeah whatever breath of the wild sequel is gonna be yeah we actually get I, like a name for it i'm thinking we're definitely probably gonna get breath of the wild 2 news um just because like they acknowledged it earlier this year and it is the 35th anniversary of zelda so mm-hmm. that would also line up could they uh, could they actually do a 3d all-stars for it just give us all mario or all like ocarina i think they could do something like that maybe Majora's mask please i'm like, trying to think like what i would put in it though because like for me there's just like so many zelda games to like limit it to three i'm like they don't have to do three they could just like, do maybe. that's true yeah they could do more because remember they did that um that promotional disc for mm-hmm. uh, for gamecube where it had uh ocarina Majora's mm-hmm. mask i think it had uh zelda one and two mm-hmm. and a demo for uh wind waker mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure they could do something yeah. like that but i i forget what um that's called i know what you're talking about though um, the zelda collection I, yeah i remember they also did a like remaster for the n64 version for ocarina of time oh the master um, that got a disc yeah the master um, edition or something yeah like that. Master Quest. Which, which I have, and it's weird because like you have the first one, which is just the game on a disc for the GameCube, right. which neat. But you have the master version where like the dungeons are backwards. Yeah. In, like design, like, which seems like, strange. Wasn't aren't aren't they like mirrored or something like I that? I think so. It's something like that. It's like the second one, it's like it's more challenging and like the dungeons are flipped or something like that. I mean that I as somebody who's played ocarina of time a couple uh like more than once yeah that would that would be like weird uh an adjustment that you have to make get yeah to. like oh instead of going left you have to go right now mm-hmm. or and everything being like mirrored yeah i can totally mm-hmm. see where how that would be like yeah. an even bigger challenge mm-hmm. but please please nintendo give us zelda we might want more zelda yeah we really like zelda here mm-hmm but um outside of that yeah i'm glad that we're getting e3 in general again because mm-hmm. like last year you know last COVID year they had it but everybody was still kind of like split because all the conferences were like we're doing ours like this day and then it would be like a few days of like nothing and then be like okay now ubisoft has theirs now and it'd be like a few more days of nothing and then yeah. like nintendo's like here's like an hour video yeah. and then 
uh, I think like Microsoft did the same thing around when Nintendo did theirs. Um, oh, yeah, their idea at Xbox. Yeah. Um, it it will also be the first year we don't have a Bethesda conference because yeah, that's, that's now Microsoft's. So yeah. they just get to talk at all that for their show, mm-hmm. which is kind of ironic. I don't I don't know if I said anything about it on the show, but like I I kind of knew like because of the way that E3 kind of is, and it's like bigger companies like have their own show. Mm-hmm. I was kind of always like, man, Bethesda, like you guys have some stuff, but like I, I always felt like they didn't really have enough to kind of like have their own like show, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Like they definitely is. still had games that were good. Cause like, I know last year they showed off like, uh, uh, they have like the Elder Scrolls six. They talked about a little bit. Talked a little bit about like Starfield and like the development for that, but we still didn't see any gameplay, so it was kind of weird. I still think it was a mistake for them to announce that they were doing them. Yeah. Every time that they do any Mm -hmm. interviews, they're gonna be like, still get questions like, "When's Starfield? When's Mm -hmm. Elder Scrolls Six? Because like, why would you announce it? Mm -hmm. Like, even when you have probably don't even have like a draft about Mm -hmm. what story is gonna be. Yeah. That seems that was uh, completely unnecessary but it was a way to build hype Mm -hmm. which on one hand i'm like sure that's cool and everything that we know that you're working on it but for the next like 10 years everybody's gonna be asking where's this where's this where's this Mm -hmm. so yeah you got they they kind of screwed themselves in with announcing those like a couple what was it a few years ago or something yeah it was like two years ago i think two three years something like that um, but yeah, like, I'm glad that, yeah, I'm glad Bethesda is actually, or doesn't have their own conference now. Cause like you said, they didn't have, they had good games, but they, they weren't like, they didn't need to have a conference. Like big show. Yeah. Yeah. So, and from what we do know, do know about, um, E3 2021 is that we're going to get Nintendo, obviously, Xbox, obviously, Ubisoft, Capcom. Uh, I think Konami is going to be, yeah, Konami dropped out. Take Two, Coach Media, WB Games. Um, and these are, all, I'm getting this from, uh, from the Kotaku website uh, where they give out a rough estimation of like, what conferences are supposed or allegedly scheduled so far, but um, for the summer in, in general, because um, like 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 you said last year, the whole summer game fest was was kind of was a nightmare, honestly, because mm-hmm. like you, you instead of like a set weekend a set week of hey, this is what you can look forward to throughout the year, and it is all stuck in one week, it was like, oh, one month you'll hear about Xbox. Or in like two, and then maybe two days later you'll hear something from Nintendo. And maybe like a month later you'll hear something from Ubisoft. That was, and then in like six weeks you'll hear something about uh, some indie games. That was like... It was a pain in the ass, honestly, because it, I don't know, I prefer, I'm sure everybody appreciates the fact that, hey, 
have it all in one week so that way we know what we actually have an idea of, as to what's going on mm-hmm. and sure it's going to be digital now it's digital now so or for now anyways so we'll have uh, an idea as to like well we don't want won't have to worry about other people possibly getting sick or anything mm-hmm. and it gives people time to you know make video packages and everything so that way on their set like press conference date we can just watch a video and be fine but i don't know i'm still i'm still excited for e3 because you know it's granted it's still a, a trade show and it's not for the public it's nice to know what the big publishers and developers are up to so that way we know what we what to expect for when we actually play or use our giant metal boxes to play video games on Mm -hmm. um and yeah i'm like like i'm i'm excited to see what what i just i just want to know what we're supposed to be What's going to actually come out later this year? Especially mm-hmm. for like Horizon. When's that going to get uh, yeah. released? Is God of War actually coming out this year? Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, and is, you know, I, what else is Nintendo doing? Is Xbox, what's Xbox got up their sleeve? You know? Mm-hmm. Are we finally going to get any information on Beyond Good and Evil 2? Granted, I'm not the biggest fan of that, but like, you know. Yeah, that was announced like, what, four years ago now? Almost yeah. five, it seems like. It was announced a while ago, and we still don't know anything of it pl- mm-hmm. about it. Plus, I think the um, the director of it ended up leaving Ubisoft altogether. So it's like, is that game going to be in limbo? Mm-hmm. In development hell? You know, do we finally get any split uh, update on a splinter cell game these are questions that we will find out later this year yeah but you know i'm cautiously optimistic i hope i'm hoping for the best i'm expecting nothing because you know temper your expectations so that way you're not disappointed mm-hmm. but yeah yeah go ahead i i'm kind of more interested honestly with like a lot of like the indie scene anymore because like mm-hmm. devolver also is their conference and that's usually yep. really good because they're like hey this is the game here's the gameplay here's when it's probably going to come out yep like all at once instead of like um i remember cory barlog talking about it on twitter um he's like yeah i'd i'd rather just announce like ragnarok like when we're done and we know it's going to come out instead of just like Hey, here's a trailer for God of War Five, and then we don't have anything for like seven, eight months. Yeah, yeah, I'd prefer just like when it's done, say it's done. Mm-hmm. Outside yeah. of that, I don't want to hear anything about mm-hmm. it. Like, yeah, maybe like we're, an announcement that it's this is a thing. Yeah, but outside of that, just yeah, work on which the is game. all they've done so yeah. far too, which is yeah. good. Instead of just like, hey, here's like all this gameplay, and it's like comes out four years from now. It's like, oh, okay. But here's looking um, at you, Cyberpunk. <laughs> I I I'm also interested 
in Microsoft because I want to see how Halo turns out because they've been taking their time on that, which is good because it could have come out by now. But I know that now they're like overhauling a lot of stuff that they learned from like MCC and then they're going back and like actually changing stuff that they want to change on top of, I think, like some fan feedback. Mm. Um, Because I know that whenever they showed like the original like single player gameplay, um, even though it was like a test build, everybody was like, oh, it looks kind of weird. So like now they still haven't really given an exact release date, but they're probably going to go over a lot of that stuff more at E3. Um, On top of them, like showing more stuff like specifically about like, hey, here's the part about like the graphics. Here's what we're planning to do for like, like they just had one. Uh, this week that was like about like the PC settings and like the mm-hmm. PC port and all that, which is good because like you don't really get a whole lot of stuff like that. Because mm-hmm. I know for like some games, um, it's just like, hey, here's the game, and then they don't really talk about it. Like, hey, here's what it's gonna be like on PC. Here's what it's gonna be like on like PS4 to PS5 or anything like that mm-hmm. as much. Um, so I've very interested to see how that all turns out because they've been taking a lot of time to like make sure that's like up to their own standards before releasing it and putting too much stuff out there which is good Mm. um but yeah uh the only thing that i think we know that has like a confirmed release date so far is i want to say ratchet and clank because that comes out june 11th and then Mm. the rest of the summer is pretty much blank for now so yeah yeah speaking of speaking of ratchet and clank rift apart mm -hmm. we did have that uh state of play uh Mm -hmm. recently where they did a uh they talked about like a few games it was mostly about ratchet and clank um i i watched it later and i think it was only like half an hour um i don't really remember a whole lot about first game but i know for the second game they're like hey among us is gonna come to the ps4 and playstation and it's like cool um which kind of just makes sense it's already on the xbox it's already on the switch so they're kind of Kind of the next console in line. Ratchet and Clank, like what they did for like Spider-Man for the PS4 and Miles Morales and stuff. Because the worlds in that are very like detail oriented and stuff compared to Ratchet and Clank typically. Uh, especially New York City and stuff because I know that uh, they got so many like landmarks and stuff around there to make it look really good. From like Central Park to like Radio City Music Hall and a bunch of different areas. And I think through that, they're kind of using that to expand a lot on Ratchet and Clank because they're taking now all of the details and stuff for the world that they did for like Spider-Man and stuff. And then kind of now bringing that back to like one of the first bigger games that they started to do, which was Ratchet and Clank. Yeah. Um, Cause I remember showing off like the one city 
And it was cool that there's Ratchet and Clank usually for like planets and stuff. There's like a set path you're supposed to take for a lot of the stuff. Um, and then from there, you can go get like collectibles and whatnot just here and there. Um, but it was weird because it seemed a lot more like almost like an open world game. Yeah. Which will be really interesting to see them like flesh that out when the game like comes out later this summer. Um, because also they're taking like advantage of the SSD. They've talked about that a lot where you can just instantly load up another planet pretty much. Mm-hmm. And then, all right, now you're here, go do whatever. And then you yeah. can just go back and then yeah. go this other place and then just kind of zigzag your way through the game. Um, yeah. Which should be really cool and looked great. Um, on top of the game also just like looking really good. Yeah. which they've always kind of done a good job with. Even, like, looking back at, like, Ratchet and Clank when those came out on, like, the PS2, like, those games still, like, are very stylized to, like, look cartoony and stuff, which is yeah. cool. Um, And then now they've kind of, like, just kept rolling with that for the series yeah. as they've gone on to... I know a lot of people compare them to, like, Pixar now in terms of, yeah. like, animated visuals and whatnot, but... Yeah. I mean, it's a really fair comparison because their games are very stylized and look fantastic. So, yeah, I I totally agree. Like, I was, I'm not, like like I've said in previous episodes, I'm not a, I wasn't a big Ratchet and Clank fan. So, like, the first game that I actually, in the series that I played was the remake that came out in 2016. So, and I really enjoyed it. So, like, I'm when I watched the uh, even before the state of play, I, I was already excited for Ratchet and Clank Rift, Rift Apart because I mean, it's a brand new game, it's you know, something that will take advantage of my new console, and you know, it, it's it's new and shiny basically. Watching mm-hmm. that uh, state of play made me even more excited to be like, okay, this game is gorgeous, and I am excited to see what else is gonna happen in the game basically um mm-hmm. and yeah seeing all, seeing the evolution that insomniac's been having in the in the different games that they've put out recently yeah i'm totally i'm i can't wait for ratchet and clank i want it now but this is going to be a segue uh in in order to satiate myself from the Ratchet and Clank hype, uh, I ended up going back to Ratchet and Clank uh, 2016 uh, because I was just in the mood to play a Ratchet and Clank, or I was just in the mood to play it because it was on my console. I had let my nephew play it, um, like probably like a month ago, and it, it was still sitting there, in my, and I was just like, you know what? Let me just go ahead and play this. Um, I think at the time that I started, I was just like maybe like 40% of the trophies through. Like I I beat the game and everything. And I was just like, you know what? Let, let me just play it. Uh later on that night, uh well at the end of at the end of the night, I ended up popping like uh 15 different trophies. So uh I figured, you know what? This is such a good ass game. I'll just go ahead and platinum it. Plus it was it's a reasonably easy platinum 
mm-hmm. the only the only trophy that would give anybody issue is the one that I got stuck with, which was trying to Groovertron uh, hitting everybody, every single enemy in the game, or at least every single enemy type with a with the Groovertron so that they're dancing. Um, I ended up having to play it, replay it twice just to make sure that I got everybody, uh, which was a pain in the ass, but it's it's a relatively short game, so it's not a big deal. But yeah, God, such a great game. And hopefully every anybody who everybody who's listening uh, got the got Ratchet and Clank when it was free. Uh, what was the last month? Mm-hmm. So if you didn't, you're missing out, but it's still a fantastic game. So, you know, buy it. It's it's great. Um and uh also I played a lot of games over this past month because mm-hmm. uh I was yeah, I was bored and I needed something to play. So let me see. I have my console up right now, so I will look at what I played. Um I'm still going through Yakuza 7. It's still good. Uh, uh, I'd recommend it. If you're into wacky anime bullshit, just go ahead and give it a shot. Um, I also um, recently decided, you know what? Let me actually give this... I'm kind of cheesing, cheesing the game, but I figured, you know what? Fuck it. Let me just play through Bloodborne. Um, I had the only reason why I went through it was because earlier, I think earlier this year, I was, I, um, somehow found out about the, uh, the, the cum dungeon where mm-hmm. you can ex- pretty much farm for like eight hundred eighty thousand uh, blood echoes in one, in one area and just keep doing that over and over again. So I was just like, you know what? I'm tired of throwing my head against the wall. I'm just going to farm for like an hour or two, get as many blood echoes as I can level up and just finish this damn game. Cause I, I like, I liked bloodborne. I really did, but it was just a little too punishing for me. And like I've said in previous episodes, I don't have the patience for it. But I'm glad that I actually finished it because this was like one of the glaring holes in my PlayStation backlog that I haven't played. So going through and actually beating it, I felt and like just stomping the damn bosses that I ended up playing was just Mm -hmm. a fighting was just like, oh, thank God. Now I still had to play smart and, you know, not be too Mm -hmm. over aggressive and, you know, possibly get killed in like three shots. But you know, being over leveled felt felt good, and getting mm-hmm. through it and everything and everything was just like awesome. Now, I do, I I've thought about actually going back and like doing like maybe a new game plus run or a uh, to get a different ending or maybe uh, going through the DLC. But at this point, I'm like, nah. You know what? I beat Bloodborne. It's done. Mm-hmm. I'm good, you know. Get off my damn console. Um, let's see what the hell else did I play? I platinum uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales on PS5 because I had already platinumed it on PS4, so I figured 
uh, I love this game. I might as well platinum it twice. And mm-hmm. I I've played I played through Spider Man Miles Morales four times. Uh, so I figured, yeah, let me just go ahead and do this. It's just beat the game on New Game Plus, and that's it. Uh, so I did I ended up doing that. Um, I ended up uh, replaying Resident Evil Four because friends of the show, uh, uh, Kyle Stevenson and uh, Joe Moran, at uh, they're both at uh, the PS Trophy Room. Like, subscribe to them. They're the homies. Uh, they had gone through and played uh, Resident Evil Four, and I was just like, you know what? It's been a while. Let me go ahead and play through this. So. Mm-hmm. God, I, I'm, I, God, I love that game. I've, mm-hmm. I've literally bought it on almost every console that I own. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I may or may not do a playthrough of that when it comes out in VR, because, uh, I'm very interested by that because I'm interested in how Capcom handles their ports because they've been, I would say, fifty-fifty, right? Sometimes. Yeah. Uh, but it it looks interesting enough, and I know that like RE4 is very good, um, which I don't think I've played since it was on like I I don't think I played it since I lost my GameCube disc, which is like forever ago. Oh, that's so heartbreaking. Yeah, I've I played it on GameCube, PS2, PS3, mm-hmm. PS4. Uh, I haven't bought it on Switch or PC yet, but. Yeah, I and I've I've actually beat it on PS4 recently, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I'm I'm cautiously optimistic about the Resident Evil 4 remake that's uh, apparently happening. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, with you know Resident Evil 2 remake and Resident Evil 3 remake being being good games, I'm confident that uh, Capcom can you know do a good enough job as to reimagine uh Resident Evil 4 mm-hmm. um but i don't know it's it's so campy and stuff like i'm like eh, yeah can y'all keep it up but i i i have faith in them mm-hmm. um let's see i've also been i randomly was watching YouTube videos and just uh, was watching stuff on Red Dead Redemption 2. And part of me was like, you know what? The way that I ended my PlayStation for this game in general was so well that I don't know if I want to go back to it. Because like when I um, when I stopped my playthrough for it, uh, I had... Boy, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna spoil Red Dead Redemption Two, but I finished the epilogue, and one of the things, uh, one of the trophies was to go through and find everybody's, um, everybody's gravestone who died in, who was part of, uh, Dutch's gang. Mm-hmm. So, I ended up going and finding everybody, um, and then the last one that I found. I'm, again, I'm not going to spoil who 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 the last one was, but I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure everybody can figure it out. It was Arthur, but I found his gravestone, overlooked the, uh, did a little short pan around the uh, the mountain, 
and was like, you know what? I think this is where I'm going to stop playing the game. And then I deleted it off my console and hadn't touched it for like almost two years. And mm-hmm. yeah, I was just watching Red Dead Redemption videos and was just like, shit, I'm going to replay Red Dead Redemption, ain't I? And yeah, I downloaded Red Dead Redemption 2 and uh, got all the way. I think I'm at the third chapter so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I was just it's i it i i'm part of the camp that red dead redemption 2 is a masterpiece i think that it is a uh, rockstar's magnum opus until res uh until uh gta 6 comes inevitably but yeah i i adore red dead redemption 2 i think i think arthur would be one of my favorite video game characters ever in terms of his entire like story arc that you go through and um, mm-hmm. experience with him, um, yeah, I I know that it's kind of it's clunky, it's way too open, and you know takes forever to get places. But I enjoy the you know it being so slow paced like it's telling you hey take your time with this because mm-hmm. it's it's you're in for a long ride but you're you you should enjoy it while you're playing it um and uh let's see i got two more games that i'm gonna talk about because no three actually um I'll talk shortly on uh, Control. Uh, I just decided randomly that, one, I'm going to start streaming again uh, at twitch.tv slash Cyborg. Hit me up. Uh, so uh, I figured, let me play something that I hadn't played a whole lot of. Uh, and, I, and I just randomly put on Control. And I've done, I'm probably like five hours in, but... I remember it being like, I'm not a big sci-fi fan, but like I'm into like what the hell is happening. And mm-hmm. this, that is, this shit is weird and I'm intrigued, but yeah, as to like when the next time I'm going to stream, I don't know. Uh, just whenever I'm able to, whenever I ever got the time and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, control is, it's, it's cool. Um, I kind of wish that I'd finished it, but something else came out and I probably dropped it for some reason. And then I forgot how to play it. So I figured just play the ultimate version on PS5 and call it a day. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next one, uh, MLB The Show 21. Um, I'm not a huge baseball fan, but I do like the show because I think that along with NBA 2K are two of the best in terms of like pure gameplay for sports games. Those are the best ones that you can play. Um, and I've already played NBA 2K 21. Uh, I, I love it. It's 2K. It's basketball. I love basketball. Um, but MLB the show is originally, I wasn't going to play it cause like, um, I just, didn't really care much for baseball this year. I still don't. I just want to play. I just 
was just like, eh, let me just go ahead and play the game. But the mm-hmm. main reason why is also, again, shout out to Kyle Stevenson, the homie at Mr. K-Step. Follow him, support him. He's a good dude. Um, he was playing, um, he was playing and would be the show on, on, uh, or he was streaming it on, uh, on 6 One Indie. Also, shout out, they're the homies, support them. Uh, but yeah, he had sh- just playing through it and seeing uh, one of the modes that they that's in it, which is uh, March to October, where you basically take over um, pretty much any team in the in the major league, and you're not playing entire the entire season, but you're playing like key moments in different uh, throughout the season. So like opening day say you trade for a player and um you want to make sure that they have start off well so you'll play their first play uh first appearance in with your team maybe you'll go into uh for the minor leagues and uh take over for one of your minor leaguers and fast track them so that way they're into they're getting ready uh ready to get into the show or um Maybe your one of your play, uh, pitchers is about to throw a no hitter, so you take over right from there. It's little things like that that was like, huh, that seems interesting. And uh, yeah, after when I saw that, I was just like, you know what? Let me go ahead and give it a shot. And yeah, uh, I I I really like really like the MLB the show. And for anybody who doesn't want to drop seventy bucks. 60 or 70 bucks it's on xbox game pass granted on xbox but not pc but still it's a Mm -hmm. playstation game on xbox that's still wild to me but i totally understand why the mlb it was like no you're gonna put it on multiple consoles because it gets more revenue because more people end up playing it so Mm -hmm. you know plus uh Tony San Diego is a great studio, so and they always do do great with MLB the show. It's consistently one of the best games each year. Way better than Madden, for sure. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if you're if you're even if you're not a big baseball fan, you'll end up learning about like how each stat ends up being tallied and stuff like that. But yeah, I'm I really enjoyed uh it won't be the show. I'm probably going to keep playing later on the in the week. Um, mm-hmm. And the last game that I'll talk about, because I know I've been talking for like an hour straight, but um, I managed to uh, replay The Last of Us Part 2 um, because it's been one of the... Uh, every time I'm... I decide, you know what? I'm going to play Last of Us Part 2. I, pl- I download it and everything I, with the intention of playing it. And then I'm like, no, it's not time. I don't I don't want to go through that ro- roller coaster of uh, emotions again. I don't want to be heartbroken and have my heart ripped out of my chest again. So I keep deleting it and downloading it and keep deleting it. I swear I've at least down- I've downloaded Last of Us Part 2 at least five times no more than that like 10 times so i think friday as of recording um 
I decided, you know what, let me just play through this and platinum this. So that way it's done. I can get it off of my console and never have to worry about it until I inevitably decide I'm going to play through it again. But mm-hmm. yeah, I, it took me a while because um, trying to find all the collectibles is a pain in the ass. And then have, finding out, oh, I missed one, so I got to go all the way back. Thankfully, you're able to go with like checkpoint. Uh, as long as you make a second save, you can go back to uh, like any area that you're missing, any like artifacts or anything. Go back to that, then hop back into your save game. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I at, at like late last night, probably like one in the morning, uh, I platinum Last of Us Part Two. And yeah, I again, I know a lot. It's a very divisive, divisive game, but I love and hate The Last of Us Part Two because of all the all er, pretty much everything about it is like so well crafted, even though the way that they tell their story is kind of not the way that I would have been liked like i wish they would have switched some things around but it's still one of the best narrative driven games that i played in the last i don't know five years maybe Mm -hmm. and i would rival it with the original last of us um but yeah that that's pretty much all i've been playing for Mm -hmm. the for the past month yeah what about you, Floyd? I I've been playing a few games, not really a lot. Um, just kind of like a few games that like I'm trying out, and also like ones that play regularly. Mm-hmm. Um, the only one that like I probably play regularly the most is is it has to be Destiny Two. Um, yeah, but that's just because like I can play it like every now and then for like a couple hours, like a week, and then mm-hmm. get my stuff here and there, and then go do whatever else. Um. But uh, I, I'm interested, because, again, in that because the new season is coming out soon, um, which I believe is not this week, but next week. Um, and then a few weeks from now, they're bringing back Vault of Glass, which is the original raid for Destiny. And I know a lot of people's like favorites. Um, so that's coming back. It should be good. Um, I'm planning to do it day one again with some friends, which should be fun as well, because um, I've played it before. My friend Ben, who's going to be in the group with us, has played it before, but everybody else has not. So mm. we're going to basically have me and him going on a nostalgia trip and like teaching all of these people who've never done it before. So that should be good. Um, and then I'm probably going to stream that as well. Um, yeah. And then... Other than that, I've kind of been going between a few games that, like, I have, but, like, I never really got around to playing mm. um, and I've been getting back into. Um, one of them being Battlefield Five. Mm. Um, I've been playing through that with my friend recently. And it's been weird to revisit because, on the one hand, I, like, go back to it and I'm like, ah, oh, this is kind of like the Battlefield that, like, I remember. But then... 
I kind of get into more of like the in-depth like customization and stuff that you can do in five compared to like the other ones where it's like, oh, you can pick like what site you have on your guns and like everything about vehicles and like your characters and stuff you can like fine tune. Mm-hmm. Cause like every gun has perks you can pick that like make it handle a little bit different. Mm-hmm. And then same thing with vehicles. You can pick and choose whatever you want. Um, so it's been kind of like a lot to take in, especially because there's just all this customization, but like the currencies and stuff you get in game to like spend on that customization is like very little at a time. Um, but that's been fun to play. It's also interesting because I also started to play another World War II shooter that came out recently called Enlisted, which is very different but kind of the same Mm. um it's made by gaijin entertainment they're the same people who make uh war thunder and stuff like that um but it's interesting because uh the mode that i played is it's pretty much like you play as a squad like in battlefield Mm -hmm. but you get to pick and choose who's in the squad and then what they sort of have for like their loadout and stuff and then when you're playing the game, you play as like the first member of your squad because you're like the commander or whatever. Mm-hmm. But at any point in the game, you can press Y and just swap to another person in your squad mm-hmm. like immediately and then just play as that guy and then just swap back or whatever. So it's cool because uh, when you play, uh, whenever you like respawn, which is usually like whenever your squad like gets killed. You basically pick what squad you want to pick to like play mm-hmm. as. Um, so there's like squads that are like specifically vehicles, like they have like planes, tanks, um, which is like its own squad of like members and stuff. Um, and then that's kind of like you'll just spawn in as the vehicle, and that's usually probably what you're gonna end up doing there. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's cool because on top of that, you can get like all of the littler details down like what kind of grenades you want people to have and everybody uh for your different like uh factions you're playing as kind of has like a loot table for like the entire military that you can pick and choose like oh okay i have like this sniper so like i'm gonna give him like a car 98 but i'm gonna give him this different scope and then i'll give him like an incendiary grenade and you can kind of just pick and choose to combine it to have like whatever you want which is really neat and then as you play, um, the XP you get from playing as whatever squads is also kind of cool because you have like squad XP that you get as a group, but there's also individual XP that you can earn by playing as the member because you can just swap to them whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Or also just having like AIs get it because while you're going around doing whatever, you'll have the AI just like control your members and stuff for your group. Um but it was really cool to like play. I've been playing through it with my, my friend Joey um, because it's just like a very interesting idea for a shooter because it has like the squad mechanics of Battlefield, but like kind of up to the ante a little bit with like how kind of in depth you can change it. Mm-hmm. Um, because like, again, as you like level up your squads and stuff, you can choose like how many members you have, what type of like unit you can have in this squad. 
Um, which is odd because it reminds me a little bit of like kind of how like mobile games are a little bit set up. Mm. Where it's like, okay, you have now captured like this base. You can like choose what defenses you want for that base. But like for your actual like squads every now and then. Um and then you can kind of just like pick like a squad for going like a certain point on a certain map and then like swap to okay, now I'm just gonna be like my sniper group and then just snipe for like however long and then just spawn in as whatever other vehicle you want and then kind of just keep the cycle going but it's it's pretty neat and very unique feeling so it was mm-hmm. kind of cool to play that um and then the other game i've been playing which is still in early access but i've been having a very good time with it so far is i've been playing through Baldur's gate 3 mm-hmm. which is really cool because it gets a lot of stuff about D correct which is good because like obviously they're set in like the same sort of universe with like the spells and stuff and they wanted to play like that um and it's made by the same studio that made a divinity um larian i believe yeah um which i've always been interested in but i've never played but i've like watched people play and they look really cool Mm -hmm. so now like getting that hands-on experience i'm just like oh yeah i totally get why these games are like really popular and like really Mm -hmm. cool um it was really cool as well because while you're playing the game, obviously in D&D, because it's tabletop, you're like rolling dice and stuff, but you'll actually have that happen in game. Um, so like because I'm playing co-op with a friend of mine, um, whenever she's off like on one other part of the dungeon, if her character has to do like a perception check, I'll hear the dice roll, which is really cool. Um, That's cool. Which usually if it's just like passive stuff, like recognizing like, oh, there's a trap. Um, usually it'll, it'll just show us like a pass fail. Um, but because it's like a more traditional, like Western style RPG, there's dialogue options and stuff. So when you're doing that, then you'll have like an actual like dice roll on screen. Um, and then obviously while you're like playing the game, there's a lot of that going on behind the scenes, like, um, with how, uh, like damage is calculated and stuff, which is cool because they also explain it that way which is really digestible because they're like, oh, okay, you have a dagger. You're going to deal 1d4, which basically for D&D terms is like you roll a four-sided dice and then mm-hmm. whatever number you get, you dealt that much damage on top of if you have a modifier, positive or negative, um, which is cool because it's very basic math to kind yep. of get used to because basically, okay, I'm doing X, plus or minus whatever and then that's just the amount you do um and it was just really cool to see them like presenting it all in that sort of language Mm -hmm. because it can kind of feel a little bit off-putting um and then like i know because like i'm a big like D &D person it's for me like it's cool to just like have this magic spell and be like oh this does a lot of damage and then it's like, oh, now you deal, like, another dice. And I'm like, oh, that's a lot. But it's, like, yeah. really nerdy to, like, think that way. But yeah. it's pretty fun and cool to do stuff in. And uh, another thing I really like is that everything in the environment is interactable as well, like how it was in Divinity. So, like, um, you can just pick up a chair and throw it at a dude. 
for your action on your turn, and it just does however much damage. Um, but it's cool too to see them introduce it for puzzles. Um, because like one of the areas we were in, um, we found all these vents on the floor that would release like gas that was like flammable, and then you would have like a fireball trap like blow it all up. Um, so what you could do, and what we did is we grabbed a bunch of boxes and stuff from around the room to just kind of cover the vents and that worked so you kind of have like that extra level of thinking you can kind of do for like figuring out scenarios and stuff like you may not win in like a straight up fight because of like stats and stuff Mm -hmm. but you can kind of like big brain it to like think of stuff which is cool um i remember like another part uh there was like this boss we were fighting and like we didn't really know what to do but they're like flammable. So we had one of the characters throw an entire barrel of oil at the enemy and like all of the extra units they were spawning because they're all like really low health units to just like bother you and like take up turns and stuff. Mm. And then we just had the wizard just like throw a fireball and then all of it just blew up, which was cool. Um, So it's just cool to kind of see them have like that level of like, depth you can kind of get in like the tabletop and like think about and do before you like do actions and stuff in the game Mm. presented in like a really cool and digestible way to like play even if you've never played the game before because like it's still like a really interesting like fantasy story setting and stuff right so yeah oh yeah so, so it's basically D and D, but uh, as a video game. Yeah, it's D and D as a game, which is cool because there's a lot of games like that that are like, hey, it's basically this. Whether it's like like Witcher is a book series, like that yeah. as a game, and it's like, oh, cool. So yeah. it's just that for D and D. So that's that's awesome. Really cool. That's cool. Yeah, I, go ahead and check that out. Uh, I know Laren is such a good ass studio because I know they did. Divinity Original Sin 1 and 2 and I mm-hmm. think because of how well those ended up performing. Yeah, I'm were... pretty sure they got asked to do Baldur's 3 like when yeah. that got announced. Yeah, that. so the fact that, you know, a smaller studio ended up getting you know, a sequel to you know, a big franchise. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. awesome. Hell yeah. Support video games are dope. Um, but yeah, outside of that, um, is there anything else that we should cover or should we go ahead and give a couple of, uh, of announcements? Uh, we should just get into the announcements, I think. All right, cool. Um, so, uh, by the time that this episode goes out, we should be somewhat close to our one year anniversary, which I can't believe we've been doing this, mm-hmm. uh, uh, this show for almost a year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we've been, um, this has been cool. I really uh, like the fact that, hey, I finally have, have somebody to talk video games with. Mm-hmm. Like, and we can just or talk about uh, stuff going on in the, in the industry or anything like that. Um, so for the next year, we're going to try to do a couple extra things as well. Um, hopefully all in st- the same uh, feed, if not, or... If not, uh, it'll be broken into different episodes. But mm-hmm. one of the things that uh, we've been thinking of doing is 
having a video game book club. So mm-hmm. that way we're both playing the same game at the same time and we can experience it. Yeah. Basically experience yeah. It at the same time, give like a spoiler cast ish and mm-hmm. maybe like in review it and everything. And then possibly have input from, from you guys in the audience. Cause I like, I like interacting with you guys. Um, so for the first, uh, the first video game book club that when we come back for, when we, record the next episode we're going to be playing titanfall 2 because i know floyd loves it i know the homie emmett watkins jr does loves it um and respawn has is is doing a damn good job so i figure since i haven't played it i have it i might as well actually you know sit down and play through titanfall 2 so Mm -hmm. Yeah, which is on Game Pass as well. So check it out. It's so yeah, very, you, it's very good. So yeah, you have no excuse. It's on Game Pass. Mm-hmm. Play it. Uh, or, yeah. and I think it's really pretty cheap right now on P- on PlayStation Network. So yeah, either I think way, it's pretty cheap on like everything. They have it on sale like all the time. Yeah, so play it. And if you mm-hmm. if you don't uh, know when to get it, again, follow the homie at Emmett at Follow Emmett Watkins Jr. on Twitter at EJSpun61. He tweets out every time that it's on sale. So you have no excuse. Play mm-hmm. Titanfall 2. And next week, uh, or next week, next month, when we come back and record a, a new episode, mm-hmm. uh, we're going to talk about Titanfall 2. Yeah. Um, and then our goal with that is we'll, we'll probably announce like what the game is either during the episode or probably like on Twitter beforehand. Like, hey, we're going to talk about whatever this month. Mm-hmm. Um. And then we'll probably do it like one game an episode. Yeah. But with that, um, it'll probably be like a game that either like both of us like we kind of like got in our backlog and we didn't play, or like one person's played it and the other person hasn't, or we've both just not played it in a while. So just yeah. kind of getting back into it. So or, or maybe a new game too, because yeah. you know, with you know Resident Evil's coming out soon, mm-hmm. that might be a game that we play or maybe god of war ragnarok hopefully that doesn't end up coming out this year mm-hmm. again i won't it's not coming out but it might come out so if that ends up coming we're mm-hmm. we'll play that like we'll announce like um, when we'll probably won't play uh do a spoiler cast or review it until like um that after it comes mm-hmm. out but yeah. just as a like give it time to breathe so that way other people can play it and then we'll like give a review as or review slash spoiler cast for it afterwards mm-hmm. so but yeah the, that's one of the things that we were thinking of doing um I, I can't really think of the other one i mean the other thing is that we want to and eventually have more people onto the show uh, mm-hmm. Maybe like have a third chair, maybe have uh, some guests. So these are all things that we're trying there. They were working on, but TBD for now. Mm-hmm. Um, but outside of that, do you have anything else, Floyd? Um, that's really the main ones. Um, uh, 
I, I really would like to start getting the Discord up and running. Um, I'm probably going to end up doing a lot of work um, in, like, research on, like, looking at bots and stuff that we can use to, like, post, like, if either of us stream, we'll, like, have an announcement for that in here. Um, or when the new episode's up. Or... Yeah, but also, like, on top of the Twitter account, like, that's where I'm going to probably, like, put a lot of the news and stuff as well, like, kind of as we get it. Um, yeah. So if it's, like, hey, we have, like uh because like we have a channel that we talk about like episodes and stuff to like find when we're going to record and stuff um so like if we ever have like someone confirmed um we'll probably put an announcement out like that in discord and then also on twitter and stuff Mm -hmm. um ahead of time um unless maybe like that person wants to keep it a secret or not say (laughs) for some reason so we'll we'll respect their privacy if they want to do that that's fine um but yeah, just kind of get it up and running, and then we'll kind of put all our posts in there, and then other than that, just like have a place to hang out, play games, relax. Yep. So, uh, and one more thing, because I want to shout this out because uh, one of our uh, fellow G ones, one of our friends, uh, Abe at a uh, at one more level, he's going through um. He has he's going through a really tough time right now, um, health wise and financially, because right now he's uh dealing with small cell lung cancer and he's currently do uh has a GoFundMe uh for medical bills and having his family stay out or go to a hotel so that way they could be with him because uh he won't be able to get treatment until like um in near his home hospital so they'll have to travel so yeah i figured that i would shout this out so that Mm -hmm. for anybody who can um can donate please do so i'm gonna it's gonna be in the uh in the show notes to the a direct feed to the um the gofundme if you can donate please donate he's a he's a good dude if you can't uh share it with friends family um because you know he's he's a good dude he's a friend he's yeah he's he's a good dude and we want to make sure that we take care of take Mm -hmm. care of our family so but outside of that um thank you guys for listening to this new episode of the grab the sticks podcast uh if you like it rate review subscribe all that stuff uh you can follow us at afro cyborg for me at Floyd Bishop the third for Floyd and uh, gra- at grab the sticks on Twitter. Um, appreciate you guys. Love you. Have a great day. And man, video games are cool. Mm-hmm. All right. Bye guys. <laughs>